Well, hello, ladies and gents. Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. Today, I've got special guest Jimmy and Rosemarie Hilton. I met them for the past year at KetoCon. They have built their own keto food product, um, so I, I could definitely resonate with them on that one. They, they make these keto baked goods that are absolutely delicious, and they just have a really cool, inspiring story. Um, how they got into keto, what's kept them there, and where they want to take it going forward. Um, Rosemary especially, she kind of grew up with a very, very hard past and abusive family. Um, so to see kind of how how she was able to, to overcome that through the hardship, both mentally, physically, psychologically, and emotionally, it's, it's just pretty cool. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this podcast with Jimmy and Rosemary. And we're live. How y'all doing today? Good. Doing great. Thank you. So I want to, we, we met, when was the first time we met? I think at the, was it at KetoCon this past year or was it at, I guess it was at the, the Goody Beats get together or was it yeah, the KetoCon so prior year? It, it was both. It was, uh, we didn't meet prior and face to face, but we did meet um, face to face at uh, KetoCon, Goody Beats, etc. Goody Beats in yeah. San Marcos. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, so gotcha. that was great. I think it was like the uh, two days before the KetoCon in Austin. Mm-hmm. And y'all, y'all are just a super inspiring couple. I mean, y'all, y'all are making some waves in the keto space, and it's it's been cool to follow y'all's journey because I I have a you know I've got a similar passion with the keto keto brick. We're both in the food industry, and we're just we've we've had such an in- impact on our own lives with the keto. I feel like we just got to share that. So I, I want to dive into y'all's backstory and kind of what brought you to where you are now what's motivated you to uh, you know make this food business get into the keto space in the first place and just kind of flesh out some of your backstory i guess okay that sounds good um, you want me to start first or jimmy you want to say okay you well i guess i can say that in uh, 2017 in the winter uh, as we were going into december i had a supervisor who started keto and i actually had a co-worker also and uh, my coworker, he started keto just to kind of lose. Um, he had migraine issues, so he mm-hmm. started keto to kind of deal with the migraines. But he was already thin, so when he did keto, the migraines went away. But he lost too much weight, and he had to get off. Meanwhile, my supervisor was telling me about um, his daughter, and uh, you know she's an adult. So she had been doing keto for a couple of years. She had lost over like 70 to 80 pounds. And I approached my wife about it, and she w- originally wasn't so <laughs> – she was skeptical about keto. <laughs> yeah, a lot of but people are. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, Rose, you know, what, tell me what on your side what happened. Well, when he approached me at the time, I was struggling with dealing with uh, coming off of a smoothie diet and trying to struggle, uh, well, actually struggling with a lot of weight issues, and I gained a lot of weight at the time. And so when he came at me with, oh, this keto diet, I was like, oh, God, not another diet, please. You know? Yeah. I kind of just wanted to live my life and just, you know, be healthy. But I, I finally, you know, caved, <laughs> caved in. And, and I actually technically I started like maybe a week and a half before him secretly because, you know, guys tend to lose weight faster. So I was like, okay, I'm a be up on this before him <laughs> so I don't feel so bad again you know because even on the smoothie diet he had lost weight and I didn't so I didn't want to be discouraged again mm-hmm. so and when I actually started it was like the uh, weekend before Christmas 
2017. So we'll be coming up on our second mm-hmm. year anniversary. Yeah. And um, for me, I had dropped like in two, two and a half months, probably like 40 something pounds right off the get go because wow. uh, we had stuck to it. So we decided, you know, if for Rose, she's the one really because she was doing the cooking and I decided I was going to wait till after New Year's. But I said, all right, I'll just start and eat whatever she's cooking. So it was like seven pounds a week mm-hmm. was dropping off. And kind of what started moving us towards what we are now is it really started when Rose um, actually shared her weight loss. Yeah. Wh- about what time? Um, I, w- I think it was in January, so a couple weeks after, about a month after I had lost 20 pounds initially. And, and I was surprised myself, and I sh- decided to share on a Facebook group, a, a popular Facebook group. And when I shared, you know, I want to encourage people, and it kind of turned around backwards where people started almost persecuting me. They started first saying, oh, you look great, and then the next thing you know, it's like, that's a fake picture, or that's not really a, a woman, that's a guy. I see it floating around on the Internet, and I'm like, whoa, okay. And it was became where people were liking it, then making dislike faces, and then they just, it went on for like, two days literally all these negative comments so I end up uh, leaving that group and that inspired me after all the tears I dealt with with that and crying because you know Facebook can be I like Facebook you know but it can be kind of harsh in some of those groups you know Th- this so. was a keto group huh this was a keto group mm-hmm it was somewhat yeah it was a keto group <laughs> and they were giving you a hard time because you were losing weight that's crazy yeah, because I post the picture of myself, the before and after, and, and they saw it and was like, um, it's not real. And, and a lot of people said you can't lose that much weight in a month, 20 pounds. It, it was crazy, and I, w- I was shocked because these were adults, and um, men, e- even men, were just, so they were using bad language, and I and I just didn't want to deal with that. So I pulled out of that group and um, just decided, after wiping all the tears, I decided to... Um, share my recipes um, by the encouragement from Jimmy, my hubby, and he was like, you know, you need to share what you're cooking and, you know, to help other people, and that's where I started Faith for Keto Kitchen. So I want to kind of dive back even farther. What, I mean, what what kind of brought y'all to the point where y'all were in a position to lose weight in the first place? Like what made you, um, like what kind of led to that unhealthy lifestyle in the first place? Well, Okay, so prior to this, we had a online, we were involved with an online clothing business, mm-hmm. and um, our group was probably up to like 5,000 in the group, and we were selling online, and we had a lot of sales, but the problem with doing online sales, because I was working also as a uh, an audio video tech out here in Vegas, so by the time I would get home, we would have to set up the cameras, set up the the mixers, get the clothes out and everything else. So we were running our sales probably like from, I don't know, five, six o'clock at night all the way to like 1030. And then by that time, you know, we're packaging everything and we're eating late because we're starving. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing, you know, on Facebook Live for five hours, four <laughs> hours at a time, mm-hmm. but we didn't get to eat until after 1030, 11 o'clock at night. And over time in that year, we were just packing on the weight. And so I think it was b- about October, we tr- started like to try to do that smoothie diet. 
And I was kind of losing weight, but Rose was gaining weight with the smoothie diet because, you know, smoothies, <laughs> it's basically sugar mm-hmm. yeah. that you're throwing in there, a lot of fruit and vegetables. And then even with the cookbook they had, it wasn't real because some of the, the when they ventured over in the, to food, there's no way some of those pictures could be the product that they were showing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, wrong. so, you know, when you're getting to that point and you're just packing it on and we're in the holidays and then we got, I think we moved actually from that to a, uh, we started working, I think with Dove and we were doing uh, chocolates. People selling chocolates, yeah. And that was just, <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, we are finding ourselves being with more people that are, it's not healthy and, and Rose has always had a focus on nutrition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that with stress and everything else from the other business, that's where it was more stress, weight, and eating stress. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where the later weight came on. But for, for me, um, to take it a little further back, you know, I had issues when I was a child because I was the fat kid, you know, and so I wasn't, I was always dealing with trying to look my best and never accomplishing that. Uh, so uh, I think it all stems from, I know this as an adult that being abused by my father, sexually abused, he was an alcoholic, so, um, and my sister as well, um, she was abused by him as well, that um, as an adult I found out those things will affect uh, your life in the future as far as eating habits, how you respond to people, you know, anger issues. So I think that's where mine started. and. Um, he also abused my mom and just a lot of fear issues in that household, you know, and he was quite violent. Uh, he would shoot guns because he was in the military, so he would shoot guns, et cetera, in the house. And he, you know, he would shoot guns in the house. Yeah. Um, when he would drink, uh, he would li- like he literally shot my mom through the stomach and it was a big tragic thing that happened. She survived it. But yeah, he he would shoot guns in the house when he was drunk and um we would have to <laughs> literally dodge bullets or hide in the basement, or uh, just dealt with a lot of a lot of issues, you know. That's crazy. I feel like a lot of people have developed eating disorders um, due to some kind of psychological, uh, you know, hardships they've had growing up, especially. But I don't feel like a lot of people talk about it because it's it's a it's a private subject, it's a sensitive subject, and people uh, it's just personal information. Like a lot of people don't venture out there. So, right. I mean, if you're if you're down to open up about that, I'd love to to hear kind of your take on how those instances as you were growing up and kind of learning about you know what to eat, how you looked, how you you know surrounded yourself and interact with your peers, like how how your home life affected your your eating issues. Like, I'd love to to dive into that yeah. if you're open to it. Sure. Yeah. Um. I know that. Um, just being in that environment, it was always intense. So it was almost, it's kind of like, I wouldn't compare it to a war zone, but in a sense it was because, you know, you never knew as a child, you know, what response you would get from my parents or or how the day would end up. So generally if I see him, you know, just starting to drink, picking up, you know, it was mostly vodka, um, he would just start drinking and I would see the pattern slowly evolve where it was more of a um, 
violent tendencies. My mom would come home from work. He would slap her, hit her, you know, even if she's falling asleep because she worked early in the morning. She was a nurse. So she would get up so early in the morning and be exhausted at night. And just as a kid, while we're watching TV together, if she dozes off, you know, he'd just slap her, you know, and hit her across the face and make her wake up. You know, for a kid, that's traumatic. And it would just be a constant pattern of violence in the household. You know, um, I would see things like that kids shouldn't see, you know, pornography, magazines on TV, and, you know, he sexually abused my sister and I as well, which also caused her to um, start using drugs, and she ended up overdosing. We found her in her apartment when she was about 30-something, and she ended up overdosing and dying, you know, in her apartment. I mean, just crazy things would happen, with, you know, in, in our household that we couldn't talk about, you know. We, we would never talk about, and um, so... With the guns and the alcohol and the abuse, um, yeah, it just caused me to really shrink back in. I used to think, oh, I'm shy, but a lot of that was because of all the abuse in the household and not being able to uh, deal with it and just uh, stuffing it down, compartmentalizing things. And even with my mom, you know, I would always get, I would kind of be frustrated with her because she didn't get us out of that situation. So, which I know now as an adult, she was scared herself. So, but I would always cry and say, you know, just get us out of here let's just leave you know so and which end up me I end up leaving my uh family's home in when I was about 16 years old you know I just I asked her please emancipate me I want to get out of here I just I, I had to escape so I ended up escaping when I was 16 you know and trying to live a better life which actually didn't escape because I ended up being with someone who was abusive himself so so it's kind of I don't know, I guess they say when you're abused, you tend to jump right into that type of relationship if you don't know or get any help. Why Why do you think that is? you think it's just because that's what you're familiar with and you kind of gravitate to what you know? Yeah, pretty much because uh, my first relationship, you know, i gotten pregnant at, what, 17 and a half, and he was very abusive himself. He threw me down a flight of steps, and I, you know, uh, he hit me in the forehead. I still have the scar on my uh, forehead when, you know, he was arguing and he hit me with a two-by-four um, in uh, my head, you know, a pipe. Sorry, a pipe in my head. And I would just ran down the street, bloody down the street, and it was just crazy. Why would I even stay with him? But I did. You know, I ended up just continually taking the abuse to the point where he beat me one time where I just passed out and he just left me, you know. And I, and I, I was just there, and I'm thinking, why am I still here? And I finally decided to leave after that point, um, and that was my first relationship. You know. Do you feel like, like when you were a kid, you know, especially still living at home, do you feel like, I mean, I'm sure you thought that was probably not normal, but like when you go to school and you'd interact with, you know, other people your age, like did you just assume that they were dealing with something similar, or did you feel like totally... Like a, like a like an outcast almost like they just couldn't relate. Um, when I was younger, I thought it was normal, but as I grew into a teenager, I it it was I knew it wasn't normal. Um, I would see like when I visit a few people that I considered my friends' homes, it wasn't the same as my home. So and I was also in fear of allowing people to come into my home. So I would never invite friends over because of the fear of them you know, witnessing what I've dealt with or seeing my father um, drunk, you know. So I was just like, I, I, I knew that was wrong at that point because it wasn't the same, you know. It didn't match up. 
And how how do you think that upbringing played into your eating habits? Like as you grew older, like do you feel like you just turned to to food as a as a coping mechanism almost, or what was Absolutely. the? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I I know I did because um, as I got older, I, it technically started in my teens. Even though I left my parents' home early, um, somehow um, I ended up eating and uh, becoming bulimic. Like I would just sit down and um, I can't remember the moment exactly, but I remember being in my apartment and I, I was sitting there and, and I had a child at that time because I, like I said, I left my home early and I ended up meeting my first relationship. And I just started eating and this fear overtook me and I was just like, oh no, I'm gonna gain weight. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but that fear, uh, I just got really super fear, fearful, anxiety-filled, and then I just started vomiting the food up. I I, I, um, I, just found myself in this crazy pattern after that of just eating. I would go buy food, eat, and vomit it up. I mean, I, at, to the point one time, um, fast-forwarding years, that I got dizzy and I passed out. I just started spitting up blood and I passed out. So I know I had to make a change, but it's just it's hard to make that change if you don't get uh, help psychologically, if you don't get that help, and if you don't know to do that, you know. Yeah, I feel like there's I don't know I'm 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 not really super familiar with this kind of you know issue myself, but are there many resources like if somebody's going through something like this, are there many resources where they can turn for help, or is it kind of like I don't know like how do you go about even getting help? Um, at the time, I hadn't seen many resources. I know they have psychiatrists who you can talk with, but and I believe it's a few now more often you can find uh, those resources online, you know, if you Google it. But for the most part, people didn't want to talk about it. Like I said, I'm 52 years old, so at the time, people didn't want to talk about it. Yet I continue in this life, um, this habit, this uh, fearful uh, secret that I had all the way up until I was about 46 years old. So I started as a teen, and about seven years ago, right before, well, when I was married to Jimmy, um, I was still hiding that secret. Um, just for the shame of it, um, uh, just not happy with myself. I couldn't find a, a eating or a lifestyle that I can eat and not feel, it's like this fear and anxiety that overtakes you because you may get fat. Because I know a lot of, uh, not just women, but some men deal with that issue as well. You know, uh, body, um, I guess it's called body dysmorphia, where you mm-hmm. see yourself looking one way and everyone else is telling you, no, you look great. Because I had lost weight at that point when I met Jimmy. I was about 120 pounds, you know, and I'm still thinking I'm fat, <laughs> you know. And um, no matter what someone tells you that you look great, you don't see that. All you see is this fat kid or, you know, someone that's ugly. And this is how I saw myself, no matter what feedback I got from other people. So even at that time when I met Jimmy, um, 2012, I was, you know, secretly, like if we go to a buffet, you know, I go to the bathroom and hurry and say, I got to go to the bathroom, excuse myself, just to purge and, you know, just not to have that food in me so I don't gain weight. So it was a mad cycle, and you know, or I'll, or at times I would just starve myself and not eat anything for days on end, you know, and um, thinking that that's healthy, but it's not healthy, of course. So it is a psychological thing, and I, I believe there's more help out there right now 
because I know that more people are opening up about it. But um, if you're someone that, for me, um, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I'm a strong woman. You know, I'm, I can't share this with anyone because you don't want anyone to see you in a negative light, especially if you're helping other people. So it's mm-hmm. even for me to come out and talk with you about this today, you know, it, not to say that uh, a lot of people look up to me, but they see me in this in a way where, okay, you know, you're a strong woman, you have this business going, you know, um, you help other people. How could that, how could you be dealing with that? Or, I don't know, it was just in my own mindset. I'm thinking that, that I would disappoint them, I guess, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to disappoint people. And I think I've been like that since I was a kid. Never wanted to disappoint my parents, never wanted to disappoint other people. How did you how did you break through the psychological trend of of you know falling back into another abusive relationship? Because I know I know Jimmy, I met him, he seems like a pretty nice guy. I don't feel like he's beating on you or anything. <laughs> so <laughs> how did you know. find I him? Can, I can take him. <laughs> no. Yeah, you can take him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cool. He's an amazing man. Amazing man. Um as far as stop going through the cycle, you know what? Um my last relationship before I met Jimmy, uh, um, I I decided to um, just I let I left this man. I was married to my daughter's uh, dad, and I decided to get a divorce because he was abusive as well. And this mm-hmm. was several years after my first relationship. And um, I don't know. Just one day, I just woke up and I said, "You know, I can't even take it anymore." You know, you're you're he's he was on drugs himself. You know, like I said, I went after people who are similar to what I've dealt with in my in life in my household he was on drugs he was gambling we came out here to Las Vegas to start a new life um and he just delved right into all the gambling and all that drinking and I I'm one that I don't drink I don't gamble I don't do all that I'm I'm a square you know I'm an L7 I, I, I like to you know just live a healthy happy life but he delved into all that when we came out to Las Vegas and I kind of just lost him there so we ended up getting the divorce and um, I just decided, you know, I'm going to take time out for me. Instead of jumping into a relationship again, I decided to take time for me so I would just um, take care of Rose, you know. <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. I, and I felt like one day that was okay. So I would meditate, I'd pray, you know, um, and just focus on making myself, becoming a better person, a better version of myself so that I can be healthy when I, if I ever did, getting to another relationship you know and that helped tremendously you know and that was nine and a half years I stayed single (laughs) no dating nothing literally I just stayed single I had my daughter you know um I also have a son that's older he's 32 now but you know I just live with me and my daughter our cats (laughs) and just just focused on me you know and worked and 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 really when you focus on yourself you can't you I know that you know God will bring someone your way who will line up with what you believe in you know and that's where Jimmy came into play you know and he's an amazing man I will give him that much he is amazing and he takes care of me you know uh he cares for my soul not just he didn't look at me just from the outside he was like you know we just got along we knew it's like how you and Crystal we knew well your story is different but me <laughs> Jimmy and I knew that um, we just, we just worked on the same path, you know, and we just got along right off the bat. We just like friendship right off the bat. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like 
this has nothing to do with keto, but I think it's still very important for people to hear. But, you know, you, you were nine years single just working on yourself. And for me, like, Crystal's the first relationship I've ever had. Like, she's the only relationships have, relationship I've ever been involved with my entire life. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think that's weird. Like, they think, like, how, how do I know she's the one if I haven't really been with anybody else? But at the same time, like, I spent that entire time up until meeting her figuring out who I was, who I am, where I want to go in life. So when I did meet her, you know, we, we didn't start off smooth. Like, it was a little rocky at first, but I had a really clear picture of where I wanted to go and who I was as an individual. And I feel like if you've got that foundation, you don't need to go through and be with everybody. You just need to be with the right person. You're, you're much more likely to know who the right person is when you know who you are. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yep. So, so... You know, that brings us up to, to, to now, basically, and y'all are, you know, getting into keto, losing the weights, um, improving your health. How do you transition from, from that to, you know, trying to branch out and build your own business around making healthy ketogenic food? Like, how did that all come to be? Okay, so um, we started the Faith for Keto Kitchen, uh, the website, sharing the recipes and communicating with people on that website then people wanted to see me cook which um i'm more i'm not trying to be in front of the camera (laughs) yeah but you know they wanted to see me cook i'm like okay i'll do that and then it evolved to uh friends wanting me to cook for them uh as a personal chef out here um in vegas to i realized that most people have struggle with eating breads and uh sweets when they're on keto they that's the the thing that they would gravitate back towards and end up not staying on track on their um, healthy lifestyle so we decided to um, just started baking for people and and started sharing out here in las vegas and and well actually the way that the sharing came about was doing the um the YouTube channel, the Faith Number Four Keto Kitchen dot com. Mm-hmm. So the the actual YouTube channel is where the personal chef came into being because some people still, even when you show them, they're like, "Okay, I just want you to cook. I'll pay yeah. you to cook." I got that a lot. <laughs> just <cook it laughs> please for me. I'm like, "Oh gosh, okay." <laughs> and uh, I think when they, I'm trying to remember the recipe that really took off when people started seeing that recipe mm. uh, it, pancakes? It, the cinnamon was it the cinnamon no I never shared that one <laughs> there was either the pancakes or something cinnamon that just really started oh. to grow okay so there was a cinnamon cinnabon mug cake that I made mm. up that was my first video ever on YouTube don't look at it <laughs> but that was my first video that I ever made and um, I was just just being me and and sharing that and people love that recipe and um they said it tastes like cinnamon so but you know when to to transition into rosa's keto treats after a while the the stress of cooking for individuals and Mm. you know deciding on if they're going to buy their food and then we cook it but then they buy something you know where you say okay if i'm going to do this cooking for you if, and you're going to buy the products first and then bring it over, this is where I need you to buy this, this, and this. But instead, they would kind of turn it to whatever they wanted to buy or something, and so it would just be kind of confusing. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. cost-effective either, though, to yeah. do all that. It, it, and and I, so then I figured, 
I will make the things that people struggle with because you know it's not as hard to make a steak and broccoli. You know the the natural the normal things that you would eat on keto. That's pretty simple, in in my thought process. And so I just decided to start making um, just the desserts and breads. We make bagels, sliced bread. We make uh, cupcakes, cookies, everything. So um, and you know the thing was it was encouragement from people. I think when they were watching the YouTube channel, that's where it really came down to them saying, "Okay, um, if you just cook it on a grander scale, I'll buy it. Just provide it, make it available." Mm-hmm. And so that's when it became. Um, something more than just being a a resource because even still faith for keto kitchen uh the website is a resource you know for people to you know if you're starting keto or or if you're doing it for a while and keto gets boring because you don't know how to go beyond you know bacon burgers and eggs then definitely go to that website because there's creativity there with Rose, uh, Rosemary's cooking and her recipes. The thing about the Rose's keto treats, like Rose said, when you're out there buying flour, um, almond flour, and you're paying what thirteen dollars for like maybe if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a wholesale, well not even a wholesale, but if you're fortunate enough to be able to go into Costco or something like that, then you're spending that amount of money for like what a two three pound bag of of almond flour. And when you're mm-hmm. having a hard time working with that flour, you're struggling and you're losing a lot of money on your own. And that's when they were saying, look, I have a hard time. I can't get these bagels to come out. Everything that I, 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 I've tried as far as recipes out there tastes like egg. And, Rose, yeah. you know, that's the thing that we came into being. And I think that's where Faith for Keto Kitchen came out is because everything that when the recipes were around and, and Rosemary was putting them in the kitchen – other recipes from other people that are real popular out there on the you know in the keto circuit they all taste like egg yeah well i also i mean i think that um it's more convenient as well because currently we're working towards shipping like jimmy said you know the bagels the baked goods and everything where it makes it more convenient for others but we're also looking towards having our product here in locally in Las Vegas um, at a diner and also on the shelf because a lot of times people we notice and even for ourselves it's, it's great to have a burger with lettuce wrap and all that that's cool but at the same time if they can go in and actually have our rolls with on a you know have their burger on a bun and feel like they're just eating a regular you know a burger with their family without having to take off the bun but being healthy you know, and having our bagels also in the diner where they can eat breakfast with their family members and not feel like they're uh, missing out on something, but having something low carb and, and healthy and delicious. You know, that that's the goal as well. Um, so that's what we're working on currently. And right. to have a, um, without saying too much, have a keto menu out there. But know. I mean, that's the genesis of it. Again, uh, and anybody who's doing keto or just beginning to do keto because we we cross so many different people around the valley and and others that are coming into town for conventions and stuff or they catch us through uh, social media they want an alternative that tastes good and that was Mm -hmm. the whole tagline for faith for keto uh, kitchen was making keto delicious we wanted to get beyond it tasting like one thing but again people were are out here were willing 
after they, you know, Rose was bringing in taste testers and they were willing to pay for it. And so that's the genesis of, of uh, Rose's Keto Treats is to say, okay, how can we get this out to more people? So the, the goal is to keep people on keto. I mean, because they want to, there's people, they have a desire to stay mm-hmm. in ketosis or stay on target and stay uh, on goal to weight loss or health because of maybe their type 2 diabetes or um, everything from you know seizures or anything like that because we have those type of customers not everybody's based on losing weight right but we have a gluten-free community that finds us we have a sugar-free community that finds us we have people who are unsuccessful on uh, paleo diets that find us and they're they're encouraged by the fact that what rosemary is putting out through Rose's Keto Treats are the breads that they miss and crave because they're like, I don't want to have to do the carbs. I want to have something that's extremely low carb if it's possible and it tastes great. And um, that's the, the, the genesis, but that's also the, the through line and the, I would say it's the mission is to make keto available uh, so easily accessible that you don't have to feel like you have to cheat, that you can stay on target and hit the, the goal that you're aiming for. And then if you decide that you want to go dirty, or if you want to move off, that's on you. That's up to you. But we're two years in, and we don't cheat. Yeah, we haven't cheated for two years. That'll be in December. There's, I mean, to me, the word cheat and all that is we – we just chose to – eat this lifestyle and continue in that it's not hard and and like jimmy's saying we're trying not to make we're trying to make it easier for those who feel like because i have a few lady friends that come to me and say okay well um i really want cake and i want to have a birthday cake for my birthday and i've made birthday cakes for people i've made you know um cupcakes for parties at mgm um we've done a multitude of uh different types of desserts but people have they were very um, grateful for the fact that they can find something that they can share with their family. They gift, they can uh, share with their children, and still taste like a real dessert, but be healthy and low carb. And know? let me tell you, when you have kids that, bef- <laughs> like when they were coming to do the pickups, and the, <laughs> you know, we always would have samples available and uh, things that we were working on in the kitchen lab, and when those kids in the back seat are driving back by (laughs) (laughs) and and the mom rolls down the window in the back and says hey my son or daughter loves these cookies and they're like giving you the thumbs up I mean (laughs) that's what's exciting because uh, kids won't won't lie about it and if it doesn't taste great (laughs) they'll they'll spit it out fast (laughs) yeah totally I mean smiling (laughs) and they're just like oh they'll they'll mm -hmm." let you know (laughs) absolutely You, you said it perfectly there there, you want to make a something that, that people don't feel like they have to cheat from. And with anything, I mean, you want to be able to adhere to it. Like the, the diet that works the best is the one that is the most sustainable. And mm-hmm. for me, like I, I can be very simple with keto. Like I'm, pr- I'm pretty much keto carnivore for the most part, like meat and bricks. And I don't feel like I'm missing anything. I don't feel like I have to cheat. Like I'm totally fine with that. But I don't need a whole lot of variety. But a lot of people do. And... If that is going to be the make or break factor for them, then I would hate to see their 
them not be able to you know achieve all the benefits that come with nutritional ketosis because they just can't go without. And I could sit here and talk about willpower all day long, but at the end of the day, like what people want, what people are going to do is two different things. So having an alternative form like that that is truly delicious and is in line with their nutritional goals and their lifestyle, I mean, I feel like that's just going to open the, the door for so many more people to really dive deep into ketosis and actually benefit from it as opposed to just trying it and then being like a, a flash in the pan. Well, you know, and especially, I mean, we're in the holiday season, so yeah. when these holidays come out, and uh, I mean, we just had some deliveries for uh, office parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, I don't know what the deal is, but there must be a special to Rome because we've had like four <laughs> <laughs> four groups of people come through here that were on their way to Rome, and they wanted to uh, take treats, take with, treats them. with them yeah, cookies to go stuff. overseas, <laughs> and that's what they're doing. Uh but, you know, the thing is, you can feel left out, especially, you know, Halloween just passed by, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say it's hard to say s- it's hard for people to kind of maybe maintain their weight at times like this mm-hmm. uh, because if they don't have the alternative or if they feel it's too expensive, it's almost like this mindset of what am I willing to where are my convictions at? Am I, am I, you know, the reason why we're not moving off of keto to participate in maybe some other sweets or anything else is because really there's no desire, like you said. If yours is just, the, I can be simple. Mm-hmm. Ours is just that, for me at least, it's I was addicted to the weight loss, and I'm, I'm addicted to the fact that I don't have to move from where I was. I mean, and I don't want to go back up to almost a 40-inch waist in the pants because that just when I look back at it I I you know I'm surprised by the fact that I got there mm-hmm. but I'm also more surprised and more excited that here I'll be 53 next month that I actually got back to where I was at high school weight <laughs> so you know those are the things that are not supposed to happen as you're going in the upper scale of the age range they're saying that you're waistline is supposed to keep getting larger and larger but the reality is keto has made it possible to reverse that Mm -hmm. and i'm not looking for a reason to bring it back in and and reverse what we've gained well i know that for me you know um eating this lifestyle (laughs) being a former bulimic anorexic um i am satisfied when i eat I'm not starving when I eat. I'm I'm um, I'm full. I'm satiated. I'm not feeling like I'm missing out on anything. And if I can make a dessert that I won't feel like I'm going off track or feel guilty about, I mean that's a win for me. So this is why I I feel like this ketogenic lifestyle it saved my life because uh, I don't have to revert uh, back to the way I used to be. And I- even if I and it's not like I continue to lose weight like like it's coming off every day but at the same time i'm not gaining a mass amount of weight and if i do come up some in weight for most likely overeating on the calories because that's what you know because still calories in calories out it counts somewhat you know but um if i if i eat too much of that i know to go oh okay let me reduce this down some let me eat a little bit more fat and then i'll stay full you know it's it's a way I, i have an answer like feel like for me keto this ketogenic lifestyle it gave me the answer that i needed 
to live healthy, be happy, and um, just just not go back. You know, I, I feel like I'm so alive now, and, I, and I'm 52. In September, I was 50, I turned 52, and I feel a little excited. You know, I'm, I'm not dealing with um, depression anymore because I dealt with that a lot too in the past. You know, and discouragement. Um, I'm not saying that it's a miracle, um, you know, diet, but it's kind of is for me because <laughs> it has done a lot for my life and it changed my life tremendously. So I am grateful for it. I think also that um, one of the other things that I look at as far as, you know, now that we have not just being in a ketogenic lifestyle, but what we're producing as far as a bakery here mm -hmm. in Las Vegas we are i don't have a fear for the future of health issues that could come up because mm -hmm. i was i for me before keto i was very strong in eating a whole bag of chips in one sitting and donuts and donuts <laughs> sleeves of, of crackers and and um you know there's there's a reality to the fact of how certain things will contribute to like certain cancers or anything else especially what what it can feed on as far as a high sugar content in your system and and things like that so there are a lot of things as far as um, the outlook of 10 years from now 20 years from now um, that I that don't even enter into my head as a possibility that I might have to face later mm -hmm. like I, I know diabetes it's not just something that I can expect because again, I'm not really contributing to factors that would kind of put my health in that direction. And, um, you know, coming up in this year, uh, we kind of started last year, we kind of started right before we got to KetoCon last year, but I know the our calisthenic workout and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and stuff is going to be more in place uh, as we round the corner of 2019 into 2020. And, um, in our Pilates lifestyle with that too because we're adding on to the healthy lifestyle and I think that's what we really appreciate in in your um, your I was almost about to say ministry but your focus as far <laughs> as keto you know your niche is in that health focus in that working out and uh, we want to kind of say that even if you can be on keto and you can eat right there are other parts of this healthy lifestyle that need to be incorporated as well, you know. And so fitness is also a big part of that as mm -hmm. well, especially if you're looking for longevity when it comes to aches and pains in the body, flexibility, elasticity, you know, for joints or whatever, but also just the fact that, you know, when you're losing the weight, you want to do something to really um, – kind of help it accelerate mm -hmm. and and get the the benefits of the key uh, um, you know your keto eating lifestyle and um, right now that's what we're starting with the the baked goods and the breads because again it is so much of a part of the American diet and lifestyle and um, if this is one part that we're the focus on and that's what Rose's gift is it's in that area to bake and to make it taste delicious not to just throw up things and put it out for market but to really i mean get people who are not even in on keto who are not sugar free 
and them taste it and say, oh my gosh, this is really good because we get that every, every Friday when we're out at the uh, Galleria Mall and uh, when we do these events at farmer's markets and stuff and, and we're gonna eventually push beyond that. And that's where we're hoping people will check us out, you know, find us uh, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And, and especially if you come to visit because we get so many visitors from all over, you know, El Paso coming through, the Bay Area coming through, uh, you know, a couple people, Australia. But I mean, it's just, it's cool. We're, we're a convention capital, we're here. And eventually we're gonna be hopefully at the point of storefront so that when you come here, maybe it's just to see the Raiders or you are a <laughs> non-local Vegas Golden Knights fan and you wanna see it <laughs> and you wanna see them play. We're here, man, oh we're, we're here in Vegas, uh, Henderson area and, uh, and we're just out here and we just wanna make it make it easy for you or help you on the journey to uh, reach the goal, to, to make you feel confident that you can do uh, this lifestyle and reap the benefits and not be one that, that kind of sidelines for whatever reason. Well, it, it's pretty cool. You know, like I, I was thinking about this earlier this week. I, um, you know, I used to struggle with a bunch of eating disorders and you know, similar to, to y'all story, like when you're, when you're so tunnel vision on where your life is lacking or some kind of, you know, mental, physical, emotional hardship that just weighs heavily on you, it's almost impossible to see beyond that in any form or fashion. Like even from a nutritional standpoint alone, like if you have eating disorders and you've totally lost touch with what is true satiation, you know, you just don't understand your body anymore. Like it's totally separate from you. But when you, you know, you, you get on the diet, you get adapted, you're more in tune with what your body needs and your brain needs, and you're able to kind of push through and correct course, let your body equalize. You start to realize, hey, there's a lot more life out there to live. There's a lot more to living than just when my next meal is, what is my next meal, where's it coming from? And at least for me, it sounds like for y'all too, it, you start to take all that energy that you were, you know, negatively harnessing for these these emotional and mental issues and you're starting to put them towards good that not only benefits you but benefits others that may have gone through something similar or even if they've never gone through something similar just simply adding value to their lives and that is the coolest thing for me to, to witness to be able to see people like yourself that are motivated through some you know history of your own to, to take all that energy that you were directing towards getting through that and then using it for good within the keto space, especially like adding value to people, giving them more options to make staying on the diet more sustainable, more enjoyable. Like that's just the coolest thing ever. So I tip my hat to you there because it's, it's very impressive and, and very respectable. So keep doing what you're doing for sure. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, I was always inspired by when uh, you and Crystal's story, when you started the keto break. So believe it or not, that encouraged me to move forward. And in our last conversation, when you said about um, there's faith in Faith for Keto Kitchen, when you said that, that just that <laughs> blew me away. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. We can do this. So, <laughs> so you encouraged me a lot. Yeah. The, well, uh, when y'all wanted to to jump on a call with me and talk business, like I was, I was happy to. Like I love talking shop with people because I love seeing people with a, a passion for something and a, a true good desire to to make a positive impact. And that's, I mean, y'all illustrate that perfectly. So anything that I can possibly do to 
you know, help impart some of the, the knowledge I've gained over the years. I mean, anytime, y'all are more than welcome to it. We appreciate that so much. Thank you. And yeah, and especially in the keto uh, space, I think it's important for uh, individuals and to who are really wanting to provide a clean um, product to really get out there because others are filling in the space and they may not be as as with integrity. And I know you guys keep integrity in the business and that's important. Yeah, integrity is all you have in life. Like that's it's like your reputation. I mean, you only you can you can lose that really quick if you try and make a fast buck or, you know, do somebody wrong. And every day that I'm alive, whether it be a business decision or a personal decision, whatever, like I want to be able to to make it wholeheartedly knowing that it's the right decision and not the right decision because of the monetary gain or any of that, but the right decision because it's the right thing for my fellow human being. And a lot of people, I mean, I don't know, I was just raised that way. Like I'm old school when it comes to that. And I feel like the more people that think like that, the better the world will be. Absolutely. We totally agree. We're old school too, trust me. <laughs> so yeah. Totally yeah. agree with that. We were just talking about that earlier, you know, how you treat other people and, you know, especially when no one's looking, you know, that's mm-hmm. when, for me, that's when it really counts. And also it, it gives a, we don't want to give anybody a reason to kind of discount the effectiveness of something because there's going to be a, enough bad press out there that's going to try to mm-hmm. discredit uh, this lifestyle because of um, you know systems in place that are uh, that are being threatened you know because it could take money from them or it could take resources away from them and and get people focused in a way that really benefits the 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 end user more so. And uh, especially when it comes to their health, instead of being on medications or something like that. And so, you know, when we're when we're meeting people for the first time, second, third time, I mean, the excitement and the fun that we have in meeting so many different individuals and, and their stories are so vast and different. I think it, once we continue to keep our our eye as as producers for product producers, keto-focused producers of anything that goes into the hands, the mouths, the stomachs of other individuals who are trying to uh, do this lifestyle and find success. When we keep their these faces and the conversations we have with them um, active and, and current. In the forefront of our minds. Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. then we stay true to the fact that we're dealing with individuals and we're not dealing with numbers mm-hmm. and we're not dealing with competition and with money other people or or you know just trying to figure out how can we you know move the profit margin in a in the positive more so but we focus on and that's why we're willing to kind of uh we we give to our hurt a lot of times but it's okay because we're we're receiving back um, and that's the most important part is the fact that we can see something different when we're dealing with difficult individuals, you know, i.e. customers that sometimes are, you know, that it happens. But at the same time, yeah. if we can work <laughs> it that we can win them over with uh, generosity or or just being compassionate. 
that's where we yeah, we win for for keto in general. There's a lot to be said for simply being a good person. I mean, I've I've met some people uh in in the keto industry in other industries where I had this, you know, like ex- expectation, I guess, which is maybe unfair in the first place, but it, it's sad when you meet somebody and the more you get to know them, the less highly you think of them. My goal has always been to, you know, be true and transparent, never put up a mask. And when people meet me, I want them to like me more than what they had expected each time they meet me. Like if you're a good person and you you put, you know, the honest foot forward and you care about everybody, you know, genuinely and truly. And that, I mean, that shows like people are smart. They, they know that. And there's, there's companies out there that play the short game. They're only trying to make a quick buck and they're, they're trying to take advantage of the consumer, but that shows as well. And that catches up with people, you know? So if you're the right person for the right reason, you know, that, that, that speaks volumes and that lasts the test of time. Mm -hmm. I I believe that as well. Uh, We consider our customers more family community, you know, because we're all in this together. And that's the way I look at it. We're all in it together. We're all we're not here just to get a quick bug and try to make some money real fast and you know and, and move them out the door. You know, it's more so I, I when I am introduced to someone or if they're a first time customer or have bought from us twenty times, it doesn't matter. You know, you just be, treat them with respect and love, and and show them that you know we care about them, which we genuinely do care about them. You know, so that's why we do what we do, not just for money. But we do it because we want to see people's lives change for the better. And that's our end goal is really to see their lives to um, to live a healthy and, and happy lifestyle. And, you know, I love it. that mission always is played out with the yes. way that we deal with them. Because, again, mm-hmm. it's like when we hear somebody struggling, we say, look, <laughs> my wife is always quick, you know. <laughs> message me. I'm like, send me an email. Send Just me call, an email. Me. You call know, me. I want to help you. I don't I'll want you to you. struggle. Don't, don't, th- don't fall out. Just at yes. least Please. accept help first <laughs> before you throw in the towel or yeah. you, you take off the gloves. But at mm-hmm. least contact yeah. me direct. Let me, let's talk about it first mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody's going through a point where they're going to hit that, that place where they're stalling or they're just feeling like it's, uh, you know, things come up and it's, it takes their attention away from, uh, I just don't think I can keep going with this. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, again, what makes it enjoyable, what, f- what we do now, you know, um, is the fact that we can actually see the mission and the goal of, of really uh, being involved to help people on their need and not just on our focus yeah so um that's why there's so much care into okay what what is our rotating menu going to look like (laughs) this week because we rotate we have so many ridiculous we have a ridiculous amount and number of recipes and products that have yet to hit the mark i love to i love to cook yeah my passion is cooking (laughs) julia chow's um food network pbs that's since i was a kid so this is what I love to do. It's, it's, it makes me happy to see if I can do this even without monetary gain, okay? If I could just cook and see people eat and be happy and live healthy, that's just life to me. You know, that, that makes me so happy that, 
you know, of course, got to pay the bills now, you know, but <laughs> but definitely got to pay for the products, <laughs> the ingredients. <laughs> but if I could just literally if, if that's, you know, some people say, if you can just do this and not have to worry about anything, what would you do? You know, this will be what I would do to bake, to minister to people through the baking and uh, just the conversations that we have and the joy that I see in their eyes and and even in their family just to see people's lives change for the better. Um, that right there. I, I just can live just by doing that for people, and, and that's my goal, you know. Well, that's when you know you're doing it, doing it right, when you're doing something that you would happily do for free because you believe in it and it makes you feel good inside. So I can totally relate with you on there. I feel like we're <laughs> speaking the same language. So keep doing that, and, and you'll always be doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. What, uh, are, are y'all going to KetoCon in 2020? Um, I had not bought the ticket yet because we didn't know where the bakery was going. Like, I'm trying to figure all this out, you know, as business. I'm, I'm, we're trying to determine, should we go? Um, I don't know. It's, it's you should, you should I want you to. definitely go. Not, my want to is there. <laughs> yeah, the want to is there. The, 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 uh, I don't know, the planning or what's the, what's going to be our five month, six month plan from now and, and. How can we get away from it? I don't know if it, it works out. I mean, it would be nice to be there. I mean, at one time, people well, we, when we were there, we ran into people from Vegas there, and they were saying, hey, you guys should have a, a table out here and stuff. And it's like after talking to some of the vendors we know now, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I don't know if I wanted to go through the shipping issues. <laughs> but I would love to, Robert. I would love to have a table out there. I'm just going to throw this out there, okay, because we are um, – even uh, San Diego for a <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because we're launching we're launching some baking mixes as well this week. Um, we you know we have apart from me baking for people, I wanted to give that in their hands so they can do it themselves. So we're la- launching four mixes, and we have uh, seasonings that are have already uh, had at the events, and and people are loving them. This the rose of spices. So um, we're launching the baking mixes this week. I would love to have a table out there to do that, maybe. I'm not sure. Jimmy, give me a look right now. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I, honestly, is it, if it's in Austin again, I love oh, Austin. Oh, I love Austin. Austin is oh, man. so beautiful. And the KetoCon was amazing. I had so much fun. And we had so much fun. You know, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll even buy me a Texas flag to still bring us out <laughs> there. So <laughs> <laughs> well, get you a cowboy hat to go with it and bring your bring yourself a booth out there and, and sample some spices and and some treats. I, I'd be, I should be done with my prep by then, so I'd be more than happy to taste test some things for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will send you guys some stuff, actually. You know, in, in <laughs> fact, we did have our taste testers from your group out there, uh, Brandon and uh Oh, and, um, and Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were all in the same uh, hotel for yeah, the one night the or two nights. Yeah, there. and he he enjoyed them. They both loved the, um, what was it, the blueberry snack cake? The blueberry snack yeah, cake. Yeah, they were, yeah, that was pretty cool, actually. So, <laughs> I, actually, I had planned to bring a whole bunch of samples, but... You know, no, <laughs> we weren't bringing samples. Let me just clarify. That was we my b- no, no, no. That was my breakfast upstairs in the hotel room. He's like, "Hey, go upstairs and grab that." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Um, that will be my breakfast." So I had to. G- <laughs> I gave him my breakfast. I'm okay with that today, but you know, at that time. <laughs> but you know what? No, more I'd- than eating it ourselves is the joy of seeing somebody else eat our food sure. and their faces brighten up and stuff. So again, that's the that's yeah. the reaction. That I was cool. That was pretty cool. So we, yeah, if, we, if we ever got a table out there, Rob, and we could do it. Because, you know, even when we talked to Cody about NACA, 
back before oh, you know yeah, that's it right, became because uh, we met uh, Cody over at the uh, at KetoCon, uh, at KetoCon mm-hmm. and he was talking about it and he's like yeah you guys had to come out yeah, no. and and that would have been a decision we would have loved to but again when we're not in position uh, because we're working on other permits to be able to do the shipping and stuff it kind of works against us to or it doesn't work in the favor of anybody unless they're actually planning on doing a trip to Vegas. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I understand. Know, but we're aiming for that. Trust me, we are. Yeah. We'd love to get in there this, you know, yeah. 2020 if we could. I would love that. Well, definitely, definitely keep me posted. I'm excited to, to keep watching the journey and mm-hmm. see how it all unfolds because y'all are making some waves and, and y'all have, I mean, y'all, y'all are good people and you're doing good things. So I'm happy to, happy to support you and excited to watch you grow. Thank you. Thank you very much. What is the uh, the website and the social channels people can find you? Uh, we're Instagram and the website is rosasketotreats.com. And that's plural, Rosa's Keto Treats. And then we also have for the free recipes and website is faith4ketokitchen.com. And that's Instagram and on our, we have Instagram, we have a face, Facebook group. Rosa's Keto Treat as well, I just remember. <laughs> is there a uh, Rosa Keto Treats or uh, Faith for Keto Kitchen is also on Facebook? No, I transitioned that one over. And we're, you know, I talked to you before about the, the podcast for the Keto Las Vegas podcast. So that's mm-hmm. just something else that's uh, on Instagram, Keto underscore uh, Las Vegas. And then uh, just working on the podcast because again capturing the stories of uh of our customers and and friends and family now uh so just kind of getting people's story out there to encourage others um to b- either begin their ketogenic lifestyle or to uh, stay strong with it well well like i said i mean y'all are, y'all are doing great things yet great intentions so keep doing exactly what you're doing if there's ever anything that i can do Certainly, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know because I'm happily gonna help in any way I can. And and keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, I, I'll I'll definitely hit you up when my prep is over because I'll be I'll be needing to do some taste testing. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you find an almond grower, we're always looking for one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I will definitely keep that in mind, and I'll certainly <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Till next much. time, y'all take care. <laughs>